Welcome back to another episode of the Straws Serves the Drinks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Lingenfelter, and today we have a very special episode for you. Peyton Jackson, Emma Hutto, Mason Wall, and Jordan Pritchett join the podcast to discuss their time showing livestock. We discuss challenges they've had to overcome, the struggle of balancing school and livestock, and the amazing things the industry has allowed them to do. Our Instagram is at drinks. Follow us there to keep up with future episodes wherever you download your podcast. Check it out. Hey, Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine, Jack. How are you? I'm doing great. To kick off our conversation, why did you start showing livestock? Well, it all started, I guess, with my dad. In high school, many, many years ago, he started showing cattle and pigs and he fell in love with it. And so then he started his own little herd. He started purchasing some heifers and he started kind of doing it on his own and starting his own um, projects. And then he decided to become an ag teacher. And that's where I guess it all started for me. I've been going to the Georgia National Fairgrounds for as long as I can remember, even before I started showing. I've always been around it for I'm 18 years old, so I guess for 18 years now, I've always been around livestock. And so it's definitely a family aspect. I, My family, this is what we enjoy doing on our weekends. And it's really, really fun getting to do it with my fam, family and friends. Yeah, you mentioned that you had been around livestock all your life. How, how many years exactly have you been showing livestock specifically? I've been showing for 14 years now. I started when I was four years old showing pigs and then I guess that just wasn't enough for me so in first grade I tackled showing cattle and goats and then last year my senior year I was like you know what why don't I just start showing sheep as well and I tried that and I don't regret it at all and all showing all four species has definitely been fun the past 14 years yeah, so I guess my next question would be, which which species would be your favorite? You you said that you had shown all four, and your senior year actually showing sheep. So which have been your favorite? Oh, goodness, Jack. That's a really tough question. <laughs> um, they all have a pros and cons. You know, all of them have a special place in my heart. But if I had to pick one, I think it would be the goats. Yeah. The, I don't know. Uh, the goats... They're, they have their own little personality, and they just, they're like little children. Some of them are crazier than others, and you know, but, but then again, you got the pigs, and I started those when I was four, so, but I guess if I had to pick, it would be goats. What have you gained from livestock showing? Oh, yeah, I've gained many, many valuable life lessons showing livestock and I think the most important one thing that I've gained is time management skills because being able to balance high school classes, dual enrollment classes, and then extracurricular activities after school, like with FFA and FCA, and then still coming home and having to take care of my animals, all in which still maintaining straight A's and keeping up with my schoolwork, I think it's very important because it teaches me how to be time efficient and make sure I get everything done and while still taking care of my animals. And that kind of rolls into my next thing. And another thing I've gained is responsibility because those animals rely on me 
and they're my responsibility to take care of them. And so it all goes hand in hand. And I think those are the two most important things I've gained from showing livestock. You mentioned that you also had showed cattle, which I just have no idea at all how to show a cow. So how is showing a cow different from showing those other species of animals that you had shown in your 14 years? Oh, yeah. Um, So showing cattle, I think, is different from the other animals because they're obviously a bigger species. So they take twice as long to dry, wash, feed, water, all that stuff. So definitely more time and management, and I think definitely more costly when you, you know, add up all the feed bills and stuff, because like I said, they eat a lot more than the species, but it's it all pays off in the end, though, and it's just another thing that I enjoy, just something different, you know, and all four of them are really different, but showing cattle does take a little more work in the end. What would you suggest to someone who is just starting to show livestock? One thing I would suggest is just to have fun. You know, no matter what age you start at, just have fun with it. Go to shows, meet new people, make those connections. That's what showing is all about is meet new people and spending time with your family and friends. And, you know, it's also learning new things, too. When you first start off, I would suggest to them to like someone in their county or someone that's been showing for a while, just ask questions and just keep learning and don't be scared to ask questions. So that's how we all learn. And another thing is to work hard and never give up. If you have a goal for yourself at the end of the season, you know, try to work even harder to reach that and just don't let one show define you and think that, Oh no, I didn't do good at this show. Well, there's always the next show next weekend you can attend and, you know, strive to do better. So I think those are the three biggest things is, you know, keep learning, work hard and don't give up and have fun with it as well, making new friends and stuff. And you're at UGA now, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. So now that you've graduated and stepped away from showing livestock, what do you see in your future and how do you plan to use those skills that you've learned and gained from livestock showing to uh, step into your next chapter of your life? So I'm currently majoring in animal science and agriculture communications, and I owe my passion for that all because of showing livestock. And I want to possibly become an animal chiropractor or embryologist because of my passion for showing livestock. And I think I will use the skills that I've learned from the, these past 14 years and use that to keep impacting the livestock industry, to continue to help people. And and even on the agriculture communications aspect, you know, possibly getting a job at Farm Bureau, you know, I thought about that too. Or even like working at the Georgia National Fairgrounds, I thought would be a great, great opportunity. And, you know, it opens a lot of different areas I can specialize in because children livestock, it, has provided me with many, many life skills that I can use in my career path. Yeah, well, I know you're super busy with getting back to school this August, so I appreciate you taking the time and speaking with me today. Oh, no problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me, Jack. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Up next, I talked to Mason Wall, who just graduated and is now in college in Kansas. Mason Wall, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, so what's your story behind showing livestock? How did you get started? Um, actually, my sister actually got started in showing before I did, and uh, a family friend of ours, you know, they showed livestock from the time their kids were old enough, and they always wanted my sister to show and harped on my mom and, you know, really just wanted her. And so finally, I think my sister was in the eighth grade. My mom finally gave in. My sister got two show pigs. And at that time, I was not old enough to show. And so I went to the shows with her. And then so by the time I got old enough to show, it was just I just wanted to and just kind of fell right in love with it and been involved in it ever since then. Yeah, how did you improve your ability to show livestock over the years? You know, when, when you got started, you probably weren't as good as how you ended it in your senior year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would have to say the main thing that just helped me improve was just talking to the people that had more knowledge and more experience than I did. And just really, you know, seeing what their perspective on things were or how they did certain things and just really just putting my head down and just going to work and just working every day. Uh, just to get better and just, I guess, just be better than yesterday each day. I want to talk about your perspective showing pigs. I'm I'm sure, you know, they're different from showing other animals like cows or or goats or sheep. So how is showing a pig different from showing other animals? Yeah. um, Well, I, I showed uh, dairy cattle and goats. And so I can, from those, just from those two experiences, while showing any livestock is difficult because it t- requires a lot of work and a lot of effort. I would say showing pigs differs just simply because you have to work twice as hard because with showing a steer or a heifer or a goat, you have them restrained and they can't get, I mean, obviously they can't get away from you, but it's not as easy for them to get away from you. And so I feel like with a pig, you're kind of at their mercy. So you have to work twice as hard just to make sure that they are dialed in and they know exactly what they're supposed to do. Because that way, you're not having to work any harder inside the ring. Yeah, what are some highlight things you've been able to do in livestock showing? Oh, man. Uh, Livestock showing's allowed me just to meet so many different people, uh, have so many different opportunities. It gave me the opportunity that I'm involved in right now, being able to uh, judge livestock collegially here at uh, Butler Community College. And, you know, it's just allowed me to meet so many industry leaders and just so many people that can help me throughout my career and just life and just allowed me to meet so many mentors and so many people to look up to and just taught me really how just to be a better person and not but also how to be a better uh, livestock person yeah real quick before we wrap up i don't want to talk about uh you now uh livestock judging at the collegiate level how did you get uh, into that um so I began judging when I was in the sixth grade and, you know, I had a real passion for it, just a passion for just looking at livestock and just being around livestock. And um, once I really decided that's what I wanted to do, um, I, you know, just reached out to a few coaches and went and visited some schools. And ultimately, uh, I just landed on, you know, uh, Butler just simply because of the atmosphere and the town uh, that it provides. You know, I really it really felt like home to me. So, yeah. It's really just an opportunity that I was blessed with that uh, not everyone has, but that I was fortunate enough to have. Just going back to all of those people and industry leaders that I've met and connections that I've made throughout showing livestock. 
Yeah, I really appreciate uh, you coming on, Mason. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in your future. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Then I talked to Emma Hutto about showing goats and what it takes to be a good showman. Emma, thanks for talking with me today. Thanks for having me on, Jack. Yeah, so I think I'll start by asking, how did you get into livestock showing to begin with? So, actually, I was talked into it by one of my really close friends at the time. I wasn't born into a family that has shown for, like, generations, like a lot of showmen aren't nowadays. Uh, one of my close friends talked me into it, and I've been privileged to show all the species, and it's kind of the same story for all of them. Somebody talked me into it. I talked my parents into it, and here I am. Yeah, I, I can understand that, talking your parents into getting that. From the, the short time that I showed livestock, it was it was a struggle to get my my parents to agree with it. But what does it take to be a good showman, in your opinion? One thing that I've learned about being a good showman is everybody has their different definition of what a good showman is. Everybody has their different goals and, like, different things they want to achieve during their show career. Like, some families just want to win a county show some families want to win the state show so one thing i would say to be a good showman you just have to set your goals and just bust your butt to get it you just have to like understand that not everybody is gonna want the same things and that's perfectly fine uh if i could give any advice to a showman it would be reach out don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to reach out to a family that's shown longer than you have because even though we're all competing against each other, we all, all want what's best for each other. We all want each other to succeed. So it's not really like anybody has any secrets or anybody's out to get anybody. So just reach out, ask questions. Uh, that's pretty much it. Just as long as you work hard and you set your goals and set your mind to whatever you want to achieve, I think you'll be a good showman. How is a showing a goat different from other animals? Because I know in your life specifically, uh, you've been very successful in all species, but I, I know you've enjoyed goats a lot as well. So how is, how is showing a goat different from showing other animals? So, yeah, like you said, I've shown everything, but goats is definitely my family's main thing. Uh, so the daily care is pretty much the same for everything, working animals, feeding, exercising, changing waters, all that sort of stuff. I wouldn't say goats are any easier than any other species, but the feeding cost is definitely less for goats. Like, I know my family for cattle and pigs, we have spent loads of money on feeding, which we have on goats too, but it's a lot less. We don't work hair on goats like we do cattle, but my family specifically works leg hair every two days. So that's a little bit different. We do the same with lambs, but... We don't necessarily work body hair unless it's our breeding does for February. Um, we've run into situations, okay, this may sound crazy, but we've run into situations where I've worked my goats too much. So what I mean by that <laughs> is I've worked my I've worked my goats to the point where like the normal bracing kind of um, setup, it just becomes uncomfortable for them. So they want to dance around or like I've walked them so much that they just hate the collar. So you definitely can't work goats 24 seven, uh, like cattle. I know I've never worked my cattle too much. I've never worked my pigs too much, but I definitely have worked my goats too much. So that's something that I've noticed is a big difference. Um, I think it's the same for all of them though. When I say it's a whole family affair, you know, you know, 
most of my family time is spent in the barn. Most of the time my family spends together is at shows, going to shows or in the barn or something like that. So that's pretty much the same, but there are definitely a lot of differences in all of them. I know you're, this is your senior year and I'm sure you're super excited to go off to college and, and pursue your, your life and, and your goals and, and dreams. But, you know, for right now, how is it you know, or difficult even to, to manage showing your animals to the best of your ability and school life as well? That's definitely something that I struggle with a lot because, honestly, I'm one of those people I would much rather spend all of my time in the barn rather than doing schoolwork. So I really have to stay on top of myself and make sure I get all of my schoolwork done. Um, I take dual enrollment classes, so I have college classes, which is hard to miss sometimes because, you know, you don't get, like, essay days or that kind of stuff because it's technically college classes. So most of the time I'm working at the barn late at night after I've got all my schoolwork done, After I've, because I have a job too, so I have to go to work. It's definitely hard, and it definitely can get kind of tiring, but once you get to a show and once you get to see everybody and all that kind of stuff, it kind of reminds you why you do what you do and why you bust your butt so hard to succeed. What are some of your favorite moments showing livestock? So one of my favorite moments, I tell this story all the time. People that know me probably get so sick and tired of hearing this story, but I was blessed to win the Supreme Champion FFA Showman at the 2020 Fair. And that was one of, honestly, the best moments of my life. As soon as I walked out of that ring, I couldn't help but cry because that had been a goal of mine ever since I started showing. The first year I showed, I actually watched, um, I believe you had her on, but Peyton Jackson. I watched Peyton Jackson win the Supreme FFA Showmanship. And I just told myself at that moment that that was a goal I wanted to achieve. And that's something I have worked extremely hard for over the past five years. So when I finally won that, it was like, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Like I've actually accomplished something. Like all of my work has paid off. Uh, that's one of my favorite moments inside the ring. One of my favorite moments outside the ring is I actually got to watch one of my best friends win last year's Young Farmers Showmanship. Uh, Annalisa Brown, we had talked about it before showmanship. She was telling me how bad she wanted to win the showmanship because it was the only showmanship she had like not won yet. So when I finally got her to um, – when I finally got to watch her win it, I was just overwhelmed with pride for her, I guess, is the way to say it. I was just so proud of her because I know how hard she worked for it and I know how bad she wanted it. And so things like that, I think we don't talk about a lot, but actually getting to watch your friends and your peers achieve goals that they have worked so hard for. That's one of the things I love most about this industry is getting to watch everybody's hard work just finally pay off. So it is your senior year and you're about to, to go off to college. What do you see yourself doing uh, in the future now, taking what you've learned showing livestock? So my plans definitely change a lot. Um, but right now I'm kind of set on, I'm hoping to attend Redlands College and do some livestock judging for two years and then transfer to Oklahoma State. And I hope to become an embryologist for livestock and try and help the livestock industry grow a little bit and definitely aggregate advocate for agriculture that's a huge part of my plan no matter what I end up doing I think agriculture is extremely important and that's something that we definitely need to advocate for as much as we possibly can 
Yeah, well, I, I love you, Emma. I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm supporting uh, you. You know that. But uh, just thank you so much again for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Jack. Have a great day. All right, you too. Finally, Jordan Pritchett and I talked about overcoming challenges in and outside of the show ring. So how did you get involved in showing livestock? Um, I actually, like growing up, a young, my younger self, I actually grew up in the city. I had no livestock background. Um, I got involved in my local 4-H back at home. Uh, they actually started out me showing rabbits. And I enjoyed that very much. And I went to showing rabbits, the picking up sheep my first year of showing Showed, uh, got in one show, uh, had a really bad accident. So that, uh, show got kind of like show season got canceled real quick. And, uh, I picked up showing, uh, livestock again the next year. And I just have fell in love with it ever since. Uh, I eat, sleep and breathe livestock now. And so, um, it was the only way I really got started was through my 4-H and I show 4-H and FFA now. So if it wasn't for my 4-H, I would not got involved. Yeah, so what have been some challenges you've had to overcome during your, your years showing livestock? Um, any livestock person can say uh, they have some bad years of animals dying or something, and so you have that challenge. But my biggest one uh, that I ever had was, as I said, my first year I was uh, at an accident. I was actually in a wreck and uh, had my right hand basically cut all the way in half, and I had reconstruction uh, reconstruction surgery um, that night uh, to regain like my hand. They put my hand back together, and I was in therapy for a year and a half of just two, like three times a week of going to therapy, of just trying to gain mobility. And I looked at that doctor, and I was like, I want to get back to showing, and he made it to where I was able to uh, make it back in the show ring. And I went back that year and actually won our state show. Wow. So that was my biggest challenge, I would have to say, was my wreck. Wow, that, that's, that's truly incredible. I, I didn't even know. So I hope you're doing well now. I actually am. Uh, there's a couple of surgeries that I'll have to do like uh, through my life, uh, just like with my uh, wrist and hand from that uh, accident. But other than that, I'm actually pretty good right now. Well, th- well that's awesome to hear. I, I really do. Really do uh, th- think you're you're awesome for for going through that challenge and and being able to to come out the other end okay. So how is showing sheep different than showing other animals? I know you can kind of bring an interesting perspective uh, showing sheep. Um, I love showing sheep. Uh, I also show um, goats and pigs as well. But sheep um, was like my forte. I love showing sheep with all my heart. Um, one thing that's different than all the other species, uh, that are shown as, uh, sheep, we have nothing on them except our hands. I mean, the younger kids bring in a halter with, uh, their sheep, but I mean, once you're in like high school and senior showmanship, like you just walk them in with your hands and, um, sheep to me, uh, create a better bond. I've always created a better bond with my sheep than like any of my other animals. Uh, but the sheep are more challenging because, once you look over the top side of their skeleton, you can tell if that dried or off. Uh, leg can be offset a little bit, and you honestly have to have someone on the sidelines of telling you if that sheep's dead on or not. Uh, but like the biggest challenge is having to create a bond with that sheep where you can walk it in the ring and basically walk it anywhere without a halter at any point in time. And so I think that was like 
the only big difference that I know. Uh, and the another one is uh, feeding. There's different sheep breeds that get um, they uh, put on more coverage um, or fat basically uh, quicker than um, other breeds. And I know in like cattle and goats, like you can feed, just kind of like throw feed at them and like they won't get us fat. But like I know I show a couple of south downs and like you have to really watch some things of getting fat because their breed is one that they basically eat air and get fat. So you have to watch them pretty handedly is the only big difference, like the two big differences I see of just showing with nothing on them except your hands and feeding them. Yeah. So how has livestock impacted your life as a whole? I can tell you, I would not be in the places I would be at now if it wasn't for the livestock industry. Um, I've went to about every state in the uh, Midwest all the way to California. The only state I have not been to yet is uh, Washington State. Uh, but I travel all across the country clipping livestock, uh, helping families, uh, at shows and everything. Uh, I got flown to Grand Island, Nebraska uh, for the GA National Show, uh, fitted for a couple of people out there, showed for a couple of people. So it's been amazing and I love the livestock industry. It's a big family, honestly. There's no other industry that I'd rather grow up in. It's one that I is very near and dear to my heart, and I honestly couldn't repay the industry enough for as much as they've done for me. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I think you have an incredible story, especially going through uh, that accident and, and truly leveling up and, and overcoming those challenges. So thank you so much again, Jordan, for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming to talk. Oh, no, thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Straws to Stir the Drinks podcast. I've been your host, Jack Lingenfelter, and make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Straws to Stir the Drinks for future updates on episodes. Thanks for listening.